Hey everybody, Mitch Newman here. Welcome to Magical Moments with Mitch, where my intention, as always, is to add a little more magic to your already magical lives. And I absolutely, with every ounce of my being, not only believe, really, but know that inside each of us, magic exists. And every day is an opportunity to, uh, to release that magic, to unleash it, to allow it to show up in ways that it's never showed up before. I think it's been a really interesting time as we're moving through this process, this experience of the coronavirus, COVID-19, moving its way literally around the world. And everything that it stirs, everything that it ignites inside of us, the fear that it elicits, um, and also the awarenesses of what are the gifts in this time that are available to each and every one of us. Now, I've been talking before about, with many people, about how we're, we're kind of moving back and forth between gratitude and grief. You know, there's a, there's a loss of, of certain, certain freedoms of moving about, uh, the awareness that when we do have to go out for something and we're driving around and we see people walking around wearing masks. The thought of that, you know, whether I'm, I'm out and about just taking a walk, just seeing people, myself included, uh, wearing masks. And just how unimaginable this would have been if somebody would have suggested this three months ago, four months ago, that we would be here, that we'd, we'd be, in essence, uh, on some level of a, of a lockdown, um, hunkering down, you know, staying home, not moving about the planet. So it's been a really interesting time, I think, on so many levels in the awareness and that understanding of realizing that what many of us are experiencing is grief. It is loss. Um, and just how uncomfortable that is for most of us. We don't really spend a lot of time with it. Now, I had a little bit, my family and I had a little bit of a double whammy uh, around the whole aspect of grief. Uh, last week, we had to assist one of our dogs um, in transitioning. His heart really was, in essence, giving out. And though we knew he wasn't well, we didn't know how immediate it was. And so in the process of supporting him in transitioning, um, it stirs a lot. It stirs that additional level of grief, that loss of the unconditional loving that really, quite frankly, only a pet um, can really give us. You know, I always make a joke that when a human dies, you know, we can look at different parts of that person and we're sad that the person has passed, we're sad for their family, we're sad for ourselves. It's a really across the board. And then we also realize that, you know, when we talk about it, hey, we're, you know, we're only human, right? We all have made mistakes. We've all said things or done things that perhaps um, aren't, are less than favorable at times. And we can look back on somebody's life and see parts of their lives where, you know, they really created a mess or did some things that, gosh, we wish they wouldn't have done. But with an animal, with a, with a cat or a dog or whatever your uh, relationship would be with a, a, an animal that you, you know, keep in your home and becomes a member of the family, that loss of unconditional love, nobody, nobody says at some point <laughs> that the dog was really an ass, 
at some point down the road. It is just a powerful connection between um, canines and human, felines and, and humans. And the I will tell you that the you know, we had three dogs. We lost one a little over a year ago, and now we lost the second one, and now we have one. And watching that one now grieve, going through grief, um, has been pretty interesting to bear witness to and support while we're each in the family going through our own experiences and and kind of looking at all of it, um, you know, in a lot of different ways. Some moments there are tears and some moments there's laughter. And like grief has always done and will always continue to do, it will show up and come in waves and one minute we'll think we're okay and the next minute we're uh, crying and, and releasing a lot of that upset, um, that loss, that it's very, very challenging thing for people to, to move through. So dealing with the, the loss and the, and the grief around uh, freedoms and experiences in life and uncertainties that we're all going through, uh, this became like a double whammy for us and very, very powerful for us to be able to process and deal with in the midst of everything. The, the absence of his energy in the house is so loud uh, it's 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 really you know sometimes you don't realize it until they're not there just how much of a space that they hold and how their energy holds the space and uh, so it's really been an interesting um, challenge that we're all moving through uh, individually and as a family and I realized you know a lot of times we don't really talk too much about grief and a lot of times people don't realize that that you know, that grief and loss really only exist because we love. That's the only reason it exists. You know, if we lived a life of indifference and we didn't get close to anyone or anything or anybody and that person, that animal would be removed from the planet, would transition into another form, that uh, we wouldn't care. We wouldn't, we wouldn't think of it one way or the other. But the simple fact that we choose to love means that grief comes with the package. Love and loss exist on the same, same field of energy, though at opposite ends they exist uh, on the same field. So to deny the loss is to really, in essence, deny the love. And I think what we've been experiencing most, I, I often reference grief. I say grief is a traveler, right? It takes us from all the last times that we had together, all the thinking around that, to really all the first times we're doing without. And the reality is, is when grief unpacks itself, when it settles in, we realize, truthfully, if we're being really honest with ourselves, that it was really love all along. That, that willingness to love opens us up to the realities and the experience of grief and loss. And I always say, you know, at some point we make a pact with ourselves, maybe not consciously, but at some point we make a pact with ourselves that we don't want to live a life of indifference. Now, maybe some do. Uh, I've met people that are pretty indifferent to a lot of different experiences and losses in and around themselves. But most of us make a pact, whether we're aware of it or not, that, that we, will, we refuse to live a life of indifference. That, that love is the foundation, that we will not stop um, loving. We will not stop opening our hearts and, and knowing that along with that, there are going to be painful moments. There are going to be painful times. 
they're going to be experiences that are going to be really unpleasant. So it's an interesting dynamic to to experience, to go through, to you know catch myself judging myself around things that I could have done better or didn't do or if only I would have done this and realizing that my my role as a protector whether it's for my children for my wife or for my for my dogs runs deep that protector feeling runs deep that sense of responsibility to do everything I can to protect those that I love and then the the darker side of that is the questioning post event you know did I do enough where did I fail where did I miss and that's a very very challenging thing and and it's the replaying of scenarios that that grief being a traveler that replaying of scenarios over and over again of what happened what took place what could I have done differently what could I have said differently why wasn't I thinking this we can spin ourselves into a million different directions and none of it really serves and honors the love and the grand intention to continue to love and always love. So it serves no purpose to go back. So I, quite frankly, did some self-forgiveness work. I needed to forgive myself for the judgments I was holding against myself, knowing that um, there is no future there. There's no opportunity for growth and healing there. There's no opportunity for me to, um, to love even deeper. If anything, it closes me off potentially closes me off to continue loving at a deep level. And I just simply refuse to go there. I just do. And though my heart is really wide open right now, I'm filled with love, I'm filled with gratitude, I'm filled with grief, I'm filled with loss, I'm filled with all of it. I accept and embrace all of it as part of the, the process, the human experience, um, that, that I will not give up on that. I will not give up on that foundation of loving. I refuse to give up on it. And there's a process of healing. There's a process of forgiveness. There's a process of, of greater awareness. There's an understanding that, you know, as we're looking at the, the loss and the grief that people are experiencing um, with friends and loved ones who are dying, you know, who are really just getting blindsided by this virus and for any variety of reasons, physical, mental, emotional, or any combination thereof, find themselves succumbing to this virus. And the sadness that's associated with that and the frustration and the anger, all of it, all of it's present. And that we're all moving through this and feeling on some level from a humanity standpoint in a worldwide pandemic, a worldwide experience of, of just how... Uh, powerful this overall experience is for for most of us that we are experiencing a level of grief so the question becomes what do we do with it do we turn it against ourselves and each other or do we open ourselves to the reality that when we love we are going to experience loss and how do we then in the midst of uncertainty double down on what it is that we are certain of and what is certain for sure for me is that component of love. That we can, we can take the time to hate those that we don't even know for any variety of reasons that can keep us separate, keep us um, 
apart from others, well, we can also choose to love them too. It becomes a choice. It's an absolute choice that we're, that we're ultimately left with. So what does this whole experience as we come out of grief and as we've come out of loss, whether it's the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual experiences of loss, and some of us are experiencing them on all levels, and some on just a few, it's still, you know, all, all loss and all grief is experienced at 100% regardless of what that is for you. And all the desire for perspective in the world um, doesn't mend a heart. It doesn't allow a heart to heal. It doesn't allow a heart to nurture. It just doesn't. So the question becomes, as we roll out of this experience that we're going through, and it's not going to be some you know hard date, firm date that we get back to work or we get back to whatever, it's really about the question is, is where are we going as we move forward? We were, we were at business as usual. We're currently at business as unusual. And my, my desire is for more and more people to see that as we move forward, it really becomes life and business as we've always imagined it to be. That we take all of this time to heal what needs to be healed, to reflect on what needs to be reflected upon, to reassess what needs to be reassessed, and that because we will gradually roll out of this without knowing when, without knowing all the details, that for sure it will be gradual, that allows us the greater likelihood if we hold all of this in a higher level of consciousness, it allows us to show up bigger and better than we ever had before. It allows us to imagine life and business in a way that isn't where we came from, but really a reflection about where we're going, that our levels of contribution, the ability to create residual impact in other people's lives, the ability to create generational impact in other people's lives, that we can touch other people and be there for other people in ways that in the past were reserved for challenging times like this. But what if we're just there for each other in all times? in all ways, in all things. So some stuff to consider, some stuff to ponder. And as I move forward, I know that my heart is my compass. It will continue to be so, and I'm, I'm encouraging as many people as I can to allow that to be as well for them. That we get to show up differently. We get to do things differently. We get to create the world we've always imagined. And in the beauty of giving the planet a rest, of Mother Nature being able to catch her breath, that we've been able to stay inside and go inside, to look at ourselves on an even deeper level, to recommit to what it is that we know that is ultimately most important, to recommit to that those levels of love and contribution and desire to see others succeed, to correct the inequalities that we are aware of that we in the past said we have no time to look at because we're all moving too quickly. Well, we're not moving too quickly now. So let's not go back to where we were. Let's not go back to business as usual. Let's go forward. Let's create the world that we want to create that we know is now possible because this has been a huge wake-up call and an opportunity for us to 
deepen the levels of growth and healing and understanding and compassion and empathy and gratitude. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening in, and if you'd like to follow me or connect with me, you can do so on Facebook and Instagram at Life's a Mitchism.